to be watching the 1987 cult classic, Masters of the Universe. Oh, I am so pumped and... Wait a minute, the... The TV's not working. <sighs> well, someone took the power bar out. The TV's unplugged. Larry, was that you? I have the power! All right, give me that. The power is yours, Emat. Nope. I am off to Eternia to go for a battle cat ride. And this is why we can't have nice things. I still have the power. In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, Meta-human destruction on a global scale. <laughs> and psychopathic serial hauntings. <laughs> There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture. Call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Oh yeah. 71st oh. Explosion. <laughs> hey everybody i'm loop and i'm larry hey welcome to another edition of loop and larry guardians of geek we're on episode 71, 71. if you can believe it we are chugging along here i think we started uh 2023 20, at like episode six so <laughs> we're, just, we're really we're, flying <laughs> we are cranking them out faster than we could even talk about them <laughs> i don't even know what that means i don't know but either that's, that's <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> but it's crazy how fast this year's flown by because we're in December now as we're recording this, and it's just like like I, this is the, like been one of the fastest years I've ever I can remember. It it's true. Like I, I literally uh, like the um, best and worst of twenty twenty two episode that we did seems like just yesterday. It and does. Now, and now and, we're and now we're starting to plan the best of twenty twenty three show already. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even know like. Like I'm already thinking, like, what am I gonna pick for this? Like, I'm this, this is in my head as I'm going, and I'm like trying to get some last minute shows in before the end of the year and movies. So it's uh, a yeah, it's just going it's just, so quick. Time is flying like crazy. I don't know, and I don't understand it. But I'm happy to, <laughs> how does time I'm, work? <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I have no idea. I spend too much time thinking about that, and then my head explodes. So, right, well, uh, while, you, while you're thinking about that, let's go to top pop. All right. Hey kids. All right, this is Top Pop, where we just talk about just cool things that are going on that we, we're interested in as a geek. And uh, so I want us to start off this with uh, a show that I have been addicted to. So I love Squid Game. Like, I love the show. It was, like, amazing. You watched it, right? Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Loved it. It was. So, it made, I think it made it into both of our top picks for 2022 or 2022. Yeah, 20, I think so. Yeah, or 21 maybe was that? Maybe. Yeah. Whatever yeah, it came was out, it was our top pick. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, they've got Squid Game: The Challenge, which is the reality version of the show, and I have to say it's a it's awesome. Like I was, I've been so addicted to this show, and it just ended. I've just watched the last episode, so I won't spoil anything. No, but because I, I have not watched it yet, so don't no spoilers here. Okay, the only spoiler it. I'm gonna give this isn't a spoiler about who wins or who's in it, but just expect it. it. This is the the Game of Thrones of reality game shows. Like 
just as you think somebody is like, they're like, oh, this is going to be the person that's going to make it to the end. Don't expect anybody that don't get attached uh-huh. to anybody in the show. It uh-huh. is, it is brutal. Like it is cruel and it is like twisted and it's got games from the show that okay. we know, but then they've got new games as well that we've never seen. And I'll just get to tell you about one game, which is like, it's not going to say who wins it or anything, okay. but they do like a, a live, like full version of battleship. They call it warships. Okay. Where people are standing in boats and it's the same, like it's, and it looks like a, like, it looks like a, a board, like a battleship board game blown up into human size. <laughs> That's it awesome. The coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, oh and I'm like, I'm oh my God, they, someone's got to do this and people have to be able to play this because it is so cool. <laughs> That's like, cool. Is- so, the only thing I know about this so far is um, I, I read an article not long ago. I actually didn't read it all because I was afraid of spoilers, but the headline was essentially that some of the contestants are um, looking at lawsuits now oh. because of the um, physical pain and uh, suffering that they actually went through during the show. Is that a thing? Like, does that, is that, well, do you see what that you see on screen is like, for instance, they do the, um, the, it starts out with the the game that they start out in the, in the show, which is the red light, green light. Right. So it shows it like, is it's like, they've got five minutes to get across this field. Well, apparently it took like five hours because every time they would stop, they'd have to review tape to see who moved oh, before oh, they can oh. eliminate them. So, so, so there's people that if you got yourself in a weird situation, you could drop out of it because like in a weird, like, like pose or something, if, right. like you could be literally have to hold that for 20 minutes. Like, I don't know. And apparently it was freezing in there too. And they're like running through. So I don't know. There's stuff like that, but I mean, that's what you signed up for. So yeah. like it's, so I, there's a lot of that. I think that went on behind the scenes that we didn't see. Oh, okay. um, and th- these but, articles are already out there, like of, of yeah. stuff that happened. So. But it's but it's not that vicious when you watch it. Well, it looks vicious when you watch it, but it, oh. there was stuff like that went on that we didn't see just for editing purposes and for their for gaming purposes, like so they could like judge it. Um, that were cut out, obviously. It, it, like it was like, kind of almost in real time for us, but for them it was like hours. And like for instance, the part they had do that one where the person falls through the bridge. Oh yes, yep, yeah. But apparently that's like what what we see them falling through. That those are stuntmen. It's not the same oh. contestants. Oh, seriously! Obviously, they don't want to get them hurt, right? Like they don't right. want to like falling so in and breaking their. So they arms actually and... they actually like cut and put a stuntman in there to fall through the. the what they probably box. did was played it and said, "Okay, you're eliminated." They they leave and then later on they they got people that kind of look like them, like stuntmen, oh. and then they just drop them and did whatever they needed to do. So because awesome. that, that's always done by a distance or from right. behind, so you don't really oh, see okay. them. So, anyways, it looks cool and it's fun and it's it, you just keeps you guessing the whole show you don't know who's gonna make it all the way so awesome well i'm in i'm very cool it's it's just (laughs) i was so i burned through and they do a cool thing that netflix did on this one they released the first five episodes then they released the next four episodes and then they released the final episode just like yeah as we record uh today actually yeah last night last night awesome so so it's eight episodes long is 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 Uh, a 10 altogether so it's 10 altogether five five, four and one Right, but but right. the cool thing, when you were watching it, when I was, like, the final episode was released on its own. So you couldn't, like, burn through them all. And then, like, you had to actually wait for it, which I liked. I liked the way they released them. It was cool. That's a cool idea. I, that's the first time I think I've ever heard of them doing that. I think that's a great idea. Just to space them all out. If they're not doing it one a week, then space out 
so that you still have to wait for the endings. You can't just you yeah. Know, and there's the anticipation of like of, of finding out who did win, and and it can't really be spoiled in the way the other stuff is spoiled. So it's awesome. very cool. So okay. definitely watch that if you haven't watched it yet. I, it's it's so much fun. It's so good. I, I am a hundred percent watching it. So uh, I'll <laughs> give you the update next time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. So speaking of things that we're watching, I am also watching a thing uh, that I was very excited about. Um, we've talked about this before. How big a fan of Godzilla I am. I yeah, love, you're a big fan. I love Godzilla since the time I was ten years old, watching it on Superhost on WUAB Channel Forty Three Cleveland <laughs> every Saturday morning. Love, love it. Uh, so they just Apple TV just uh, a few weeks ago released um, um, Monarch: Legend of the Monsters. So it's the it's a TV show about Godzilla, but yeah. it's. So I, I, it was getting pretty good reviews. So I, I went in with high hopes and and and, and anticipated a good show, um, and it's it's exceeded my expectations. Okay, it's fantastic. So you do have to have seen uh, some of the new movies, specifically um, King Kong, the one with John Goodman, the the movie that came out with John Goodman, because this show essentially starts off right where that one sort of left. Is that off. Skull Island or? Yes, was, Legend yeah, of Skull Island. I think it's Legend of Skull. Yeah. It's Skull Island. Yeah, Skull Island. King Kong Skull Island. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of have to have watched that so you have an idea of what John Goodman's role was and, and all that. But the the interesting thing is that it's more character driven than it is monster driven. Okay. Uh, so it there there's don't go in expecting like full on monster battles in every episode. And I mean there are monsters, but it's really more about the characters. Which is a totally different take on it, uh, on Godzilla, which is cool. Like it's it's so you really develop a, a connection to the people who are like looking for the monsters, <laughs> essentially. Right. Um, so it's cool, and it also does a lot of time jumping. So it jumps between like 1973 and 1959 and 1952 and 19 and 2015. So like even within one episode it'll jump between those various times so it's not well, that's linear. wild yeah it's not linear but it's it's just really cool um as of this recording which is now uh december 6th um i think that they have done four or five episodes so it's it's not finished yet but it's i highly recommend it um and i feel like this is going to be the resurgence of godzilla because we also have at the same time godzilla minus one movie that came out from toho studios which is awesome because they're the originator of, of yeah. godzilla um i have not seen it yet it is in limited release it's not playing anywhere near us for some of reason course. yeah it's playing like in in like three theaters in southwestern ontario i don't know i don't know when the wide release is coming but um currently it's it's running far away from us <laughs> so i have not used it, but i've heard amazing things apparently it's it's as like in the in the pantheon of godzilla movies it's right near the very top um, okay so that's pretty exciting so that plus this this tv show i feel like we're going to be seeing oh and then they just released the trailer for um kong x i mean godzilla x con oh I yeah i, I saw i watched that one yeah, I don't know how you say yeah. the X, but Godzilla X Kong, <laughs> Kong, um, which I'm not 100% sold on. The trailer just, it didn't, I was like, eh, I'm not, I mean, I haven't been sold on the last, like, 
five movies either <laughs> except for the kong like the standalone king kong movie which, which was, was which was good yeah i like that one yeah i just watched the i just got caught up on them all because i hadn't watched all of them so yes. i watched the last two with millie bobby brown in them so those are the last ones i i guess i think are the last two uh, yeah, um yeah. the you, uh you're not, you're not thrilled it's okay <laughs> i don't know yeah, I, you I know got... what I find, and, and and a friend of mine mentioned this to me, and I didn't, hadn't like really noticed it, but I kind of did in the background. Um, was that uh, it's the the sizing of the monsters kind of change as it goes. Like sometimes they're really huge, and sometimes they're like it just depends what they're sitting beside. Like their okay. sizing kind of changes up, like depending where they are, and I kind of noticed that. Like it's like interesting, um, like which is which is unlike the originals where it was a, a guy in a suit. Yeah, so it was always in the same. It was always the same size. Yeah, yeah, it was always the same size. <laughs> CG, it can it can vary a bit. I didn't I didn't notice that. I just I just I don't know. I just am not. They they just haven't grabbed me the way the originals did. But that's why I was kind of excited about this show, and I'm really excited about the uh, um, Godzilla minus one, which is in Japanese with English subtitles. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which is which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm not sure about Godzilla X Con. Kong, I, I keep saying Kong. Godzilla. Is it Godzilla times Kong, or is it like times Kong? I don't know. Is that I don't know is it math equation now? I don't know. Times Kong. I don't. I don't. I really don't. Know. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody actually say it out loud, so I don't know how you say the, the name of the movie, which is which is a bit of a red flag for me. Right yeah, there. that's I, a bit of a problem. I'm sure it'll be fine. It Kong's in it. I mean, he's doing stuff like what's the... yes, but it's <laughs> but it's Kong versus it's it's Godzilla and Kong versus like a bigger Kong. Or a meaner Kong? Like, oh yeah, that how, Kong looks pretty mean. I know, there's a baby much, Kong in it too. Right? There's like, a baby Kong. I mean, but, the, but there are so many awesome monsters in the in the Godzilla universe. Like bringing King Go Gojira or <laughs> or any like I don't know why they'd have to bring in another. Like we've got Planet of the Apes. Do we need another big monkey movie? <laughs> yeah. One Kong. Know. That's why he's Kong. He's just like there's one of them. You don't need more it's, Kongs. Exactly. You know that doesn't make any sense. Even when they, even in the olden days when they had Godzilla fighting another Godzilla, it was Mecha Godzilla. So it was yeah. like a mechanical. It wasn't like a, a a carbon copy of Godzilla. I mean, it was until his skin ripped off and realized he was a robot. But that was cool. So unless <laughs> unless this new Kong is a Mecha Kong. Maybe it'll be a Mecha Kong. I don't know. That'd be Did he fight cool. a Mecha Kong in one of the other movies? Didn't they have like a robot Kong in one of them? Uh, yes, in one of the original movies. I believe so. Yeah, I think they did. I can't so remember. I, I, or one of the ones I just watched, I thought they had like a, a mechanical Kong. Someone was controlling or something. Oh, did, oh maybe. Uh, see, I don't even remember these movies that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't stick with me. But anyway, so Kong, it's all about Go Godzilla again, and I'm very happy about it. So definitely check out uh, Monarch on Apple TV Plus if you like the King Kongs. I mean, <laughs> the <Godzilla's>. King Kongs. <laughs> no, it is. You don't know what you're talking about anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is made me confused, bewildered. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, it's a good show. Just watch it. <laughs> okay, speaking of, of cute shows, let's stop talking about the Godzilla Kong thing for a minute. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk quick. Uh, last night, the night before we recorded this, so on December 6th, um, James Cameron finally released uh, The Abyss back to theaters, but for the first time in 4K. And I didn't realize that The Abyss had never even been released on Blu-ray. Like it had oh, really? only, only had a DVD release. 
So he's finally releasing it not only on Blu-ray, but in 4K. So he had a one night only showing of The Abyss in theaters across North America. Um, and so I went to see it because I love this movie. I've watched this movie probably six or seven times in my life. Um, and I just, I think it's great. So seeing it in 4k on a big screen was awesome. And it was also, there are two versions. The version that he released in theaters originally was like an hour and 20 minutes. And then there was, uh, like a, an extended edition. That's, uh, an hour and 50 minutes. So a half an hour of extra footage. That's what they ran in the theater last night. So it was almost oh, wow. three hours and it's what i i realize now having watched this again on the big screen it's essentially um uh titanic meets uh um close encounters of the third kind those those two those are it's really just those two movies put together and that's what the yeah. abyss is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and but, i'm confused too is the abyss the one with dustin hoffman is there one where he goes underwater um i think that there might be but this is not this is ed harris um, okay, then I'm confusing the this movie because I thought okay. that was the one because it was one. Me, I got the poster. The poster came. Oh, can you can you see the poster? Yeah, I can kind of see that poster. Can, can you kind of see? I don't. I'm disappearing. Yeah, I can. I can. I, have, I can put that poster up too. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, you put the poster up. It came with. <laughs> so we don't have this awkward thing where you're trying to show it and we can't see it. <laughs> it really was awkward, wasn't it? <laughs> no, this is it's Ed Harris, uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. I'm not sure what ever happened to her. Um, but uh, but yeah no this is that's this is that movie so it's a it's about an oil rig uh like crew that has to is commissioned by the government essentially to find a nuclear submarine that has uh cr crashed and sunk and so they have to go find this thing but then ultimately they discover this species of alien that's been living under the water for ever and ever so that's that's what that one is but it's <laughs> It's just awesome. Like it's, I, I think it's probably one of James Cameron's best, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what everybody thinks about James James Cameron, but I think it's, I think it's one of his best. It's so yeah. exciting the uh, the the underwater stuff, and it's so claustrophobic and, whew, it's just exciting. Okay, so this is where my confusion comes in because I, I was uh, like, while you were doing, I was googling this. Yes. Um. So I'm thinking of the abyss. Yes. That's yeah. what. That's, that's what I saw. That's what, oh, that's what played sorry. last night. No, 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 sir. I'm thinking of um, Sphere. I'm thinking of oh, Sphere. Oh, right. And it has Dustin Hoffman, and um, it also has uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson, Sharon Stone in it. Right. No, so that's, that's not... what I'm thinking of. Because remember, I, I we were talking a while. This is like not on the podcast, but we were talking. I said Michael Crichton wrote Abyss. Yes. But he, did, he wrote Sphere. Yes, because because um, uh, James Cameron wrote The Abyss. It was yeah. Not so this is where I'm confused because they're both underwater movies. Oh. And, and if you're underwater, you're automatically one of the two. So it's right. <laughs> that is true. They came out around the same time. I think they're very Probably. similar because it came out in 1996. I don't know when well, when uh, it, The Abyss came out in 1989. Believe it or not. Oh, in did it really? Summer. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm confusing it with The Abyss, which is a totally different movie. No, you're confusing it with The Sphere. What? <laughs> So which one's the okay? The Abyss is the one you watched. Yes. Sphere is the one I watched. Michael Crichton wrote Sphere. That's, That's right. with Dustin Hoffman. Okay. That's right. Oh my God. This is gonna be a whole podcast, just me figuring out which underwater movie you watched. I don't know how like, so... And then whether Kong is is uh fighting itself or a mecha Kong or a Godzilla and Kong. Why is a baby a... Kong involved? We don't know. Is baby Kong in the Abyss? That is the question. He might actually be. I'm not okay. sure. He's definitely oh in God, the This is so though. confusing. 
Why are there two underwater movies? Why? I don't know. Why does this happen? Like, there should be one underwater movie, and that's it. We don't need more than one. No, it's true. We don't. I mean, there was, you know, granted, there was like eight years between them, so it's not like you know they came out the same day or anything. But But which one's the one with the with the face on the water? Is that the abyss? Or is that the abyss? Okay, that's the abyss. The face on the water. The abyss. So what? what the abyss is famous for is the scene where they have this oxygenated liquid and they put a rat into a into a container with like liquid like they actually really do this and they put the rat in there and the rat actually breathes this liquid like the liquid goes and so then at the end of the movie ed harris has to do the same thing they put and he has to he, he in in real life he did not do that but this rat apparently really did it so that was that was the thing that always stuck with me was that they actually created a liquid that was so well oxygenated that you can actually breathe liquid in and out. And then what did Dustin Hoffman do? I'm going to, I'm just going to shut this right down. Okay. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) We're done. We're done here. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) So confusing. And when did they win? Who won Squid Games? That was the question. I have no anyway, idea. I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm aborting this whole mission and we're going to pop capacitor right now. Thank you. Okay, this is Pop Capacitor, and I just realized that Abyss and, <laughs> and Sphere, I thought they were the same movie. So this is they're where my not. confusion came in. So wait, they're not. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. It's speaking of confusing, we're talking Masters of the Universe today. Yes. <laughs> and surprisingly, I'm a big He-Man fan, and I grew up with that. I have the series, like the cartoon series on like DVD. I'm like, I've never seen this movie. No, I, neither have I. I don't know why. I don't know why I had never. I don't. I was literally shocked to hear that you had never seen this. this and is... I think, and I think it's because you know, there's movies that come out and you really want to see them, but then nobody else wants to see them with you, so the, the theater parts out. Yeah. And then, and then, just for whatever reason, you've just never rented it, and then it's just, and then it's been years, and you're like, you keep thinking, oh, I should watch this sometime. I should watch it. And it just never, never happens. That's yeah. what happened to Masters of the Universe. I just never got around to watching it. I don't but understand. I, I know, and I feel like I should have seen it, and I keep watching it thinking, okay, I've probably seen this, and I, I don't think I ever have. No. Well, now you have. I have. Well, I've, I've seen it. All right. It has <laughs> so, been seen. Let's, let's break it down. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Well, this movie came out in 1988 based on the He-Man cartoon. Um, it was uh, a budget of $22 million, made $17 million, so it was considered a bomb at the time. Um, directed by Gary Goddard. I had Dolph Lundgren um, as He-Man in his first, like, sort of starring role, his first, like, leading role. Um, Frank Langella, is, I think that's how you say it, um, yep. as, as Skeletor. Uh, Courtney Cox is in it from Friends. This is one of her yep. first big roles. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it has a bunch of other, like, uh, Meg Foster's in it as Evil Lynn. I always like Meg Foster. Yeah. And uh, Billy Barty's in it as well. So it's got it's got an all star sort of like cast, like or a cast at least that was like half decent at the time. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Yeah. And it's basically uh, just in a quick one line synopsis uh, story of two teenagers who meet He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe, and his friends who arrive on Earth by chance from their home planet of Eternia and go on a mission to save the universe from their enemies, Evil Lynn and Skeletor. Yeah. So 
so a lot of this takes place on earth um as well as eternia and we'll get into all this as we go through our hits and misses and uh, so we will <laughs> and uh again this movie bombed and it's become sort of a cult like a cult favorite for some people it was interesting let yeah. me like you know when you it's some things don't transfer well and i don't know if he-man the cartoon transfers well to to screen um it maybe it could but we'll talk about that as we do our hits and misses so let's start it out um larry do you have a hit right okay, off the okay, top I'll, or miss we'll start off with with a hit and it's and it's this is not even a real hit with the movie but it's just it made me excited and this is purely because when they list uh actors uh credits at the beginning of a movie generally speaking they do it alphabetically but in doing that billy barty got top billing <laughs> billy barty is a classic actor i love billy I, barty. I love billy barty i think he's just awesome and it was so i was literally like not even joking i was like woo that billy barty got his name up first like he got literally <laughs> top billing in this movie and i was like That's yeah, awesome he made it he's finally made it <laughs> so i was really excited that billy barty got top billing yeah it's all downhill from here by the way okay, okay. if that's your hit that billy barty got top billing we are yeah. in trouble uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah i'm gonna start with a miss uh, all right and it's around the same time period okay. um so the miss is the 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 music wasn't bad. Bill Conti did the music who composed all the Rocky themes and everything and uh, did uh, like the themes for like Dynasty and Cagney and Lacey and the, the original American Gladiators show. <laughs> uh, so he did the music. I don't know if you found this. The music and the opener looked exactly like Superman. Oh, they like, did. Yes. Like the, they, like the, like the way they, they brought in the graphics yes like with, with the tails um and the music i thought it was the superman theme when i when it first kicked in well that's interesting that you say that because i actually had this as a miss as well the <laughs> soundtrack but i had it as a as a miss because um it sounded exactly like star wars to me it had star wars elements 100 in it there's a scene right near the beginning where skeletor is walking into his lair into his his castle and it is a hundred percent the imperial march like the music actually, you're right. Plays. I remember that scene. I totally remember it, that scene. Yeah, it is a hundred percent the Imperial March that is playing as he's like the back. I'm like, this is a full-on ripoff of of Star Wars, which was so strange to me. But yeah, but so I didn't get the the Superman thing. But now that I think about it, I can see where you're where you'd hear that for sure because it had that sort of like dun, 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 yeah. dun. like but it was kind of like slightly changed like it was yes. like the notes it's like when you get those discs those cds that have like music that's like the canned music yeah and there's and it's like in the in the style of that yes. was kind of like it was the style of superman like it was like so well, it kind of sounded like it and 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 what but wasn't it did and, and then you had the same thing with star wars i feel like the uh the filmmakers were like we want to make this a star wars superman mashup <laughs> that you know based on a franchise that's already existing let's how can we do that <laughs> i feel like i read somewhere that they kind of like threw this movie out as if it was a star wars-esque movie like it's gonna yeah. it's gonna kind of catch on like a star wars would yes so, 100%. And it did not by the way it did no. not catch on at all uh <laughs> well can I, can I just lead right into one of my misses then this perfectly leads into one of my misses yeah is, is the star wars ripoff ripoffs all the way through it so 
um, at one point, they even refer to um, uh, measures of distance as parsecions. Oh, like parsecs. They're called them parsec parsecions. Like, come on, really? Um, there were there were bounty hunters that Skeletor employed to go capture um, He-Man, and the scene where Skeletor is talking to the lineup of of uh bounty hunters is exactly the same scene as we I thought seen. that too. It was yes. like this, it's exactly the same scene that we see in Star Wars where he's where he's talking to or Empire Strikes Back, I guess, where he's talking to Boba Fett and Dengar and Zuckus and all of those about going to find Han Solo. And what it's exactly the same scene. <laughs> so there's that one. Um his uh, Skeletor's henchmen look exactly like stormtroopers, but in black. So they're yep. wearing stormtrooper outfit, but in black. Um, and not to spoil the ending, but uh, Superman or Superman <laughs> Skeletor <laughs> dies at the end, or at least we think he does, and he dies by, by getting pushed down a like a ventilation shaft, exactly <laughs> the same way that the that Darth Vader pushed the Emperor down the <laughs> ventilation. Literally, exactly the same scene. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, they're not even being subtle about their their nods to star wars it was these were literally scenes ripped right from that movie <laughs> and billy Barty was like the r2d2 yes the... <laughs> <laughs> it was more like an ewok actually yeah he's had a very ewokish like... <laughs> yes. but yeah i just i was so blown away by that, by how blatant they were in ripping off star wars in this movie like, the, there's one thing I'll, I'll add to that because this was a miss for me was the guards themselves, like Skeletor's yeah. guards, which were called Air Centurions or something. Um, right. they, they did. They look like ripoffs of stormtroopers, 100%. Yeah. And, um, the uh, and there always seemed to be like they'd show like the bad guys, and there'd be like maybe let's say 10 of them of these guards, but all of a sudden, like they're constantly coming in, like as if there's yeah. like a hundred of them. And I'm like, yeah. where do all these extra guards come from? There's like constantly like these, these guards were just everywhere. Yep. And like they're just, it was terrible. Like they, I don't know what was going on, but they're very product of the '80s, like the generic henchman sort yeah. of idea, where there's just they all kind of look the same, and there's just hundreds of them to to just for for the good guys to take out essentially. Yeah. Well, and I, and I feel like it's it's a really cheap way to uh, to make a movie because you really only need like ten extras in these outfits and then they just like leave the set and walk back in the door again and then there's and 10 just keep reusing them you just keep reusing the same 10 extras <laughs> over and over again because i've done look. that so i know exactly, yes. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've made like my own movie in high school and we did the same thing we had the their, their faces were covered so you just keep using the same ones um one of my hits in this all right was uh, uh frank Lagella as, as skeletor yeah um to me, he was in a totally different movie than everybody else. Like yeah. makeup, makeup and stuff aside, I mean, I'll, I'll give them like the look of him because it was the time period. They didn't have the special effects weren't quite as good. Yeah. Um, but I thought the makeup was actually at first I was like, oh, my God, that looks terrible. But then as the movie went on, I thought, you know, it's not that bad. It's like actually oh. pretty decent for a skeleton face that like talked. Yes. Um but I thought thought he himself was in a totally different movie and he gave it his all in this movie. Yeah. And I thought he was great. Like I thought he was actually one of the few actors in this that were actually like putting it all into it. And I give him full credit because if, if it wasn't for him playing Skeletor in this, 
Like it would have been really terrible. I watched a little interview with him, like on a timeline of his like career, of him talking about different movies. And he talked about this movie specifically. And he said he did it because his grandson was a big fan of Skeletor and, and He-Man. Uh, and he said it was one of his favorite roles. Like, even though he knows the movie's not great, but he said it was one of his favorite roles to do because he could put his all into it and give some character to Skeletor. And I totally believe he did. I thought he was fantastic in this. It's it's so funny they say that because Skeletor was one of my hits too. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have many hits, but that was a hit. And for me, it was not only just the acting, but they actually made him evil. Like he was, he was like pure unadulterated evil. <laughs> like yeah. he just, he was like threatening to kill people. He was, he was like mean to his own people. He insisted on people obeying him and following him. Like he was pure evil. Like you, like there was no question that this was the bad guy in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, like when it comes to, if you're talking about evil characters in sci-fi movies, he he would rank right up there near the top because he was like there was he wasn't like you said he did not hold back like he was a hundred percent bad guy <laughs> and yeah. I thought I thought that was awesome like I, you're right I I really enjoyed watching him and, and just because everything he did was just so over the top and bad <laughs> which is what he was supposed to do so yeah and he played it the way I think he should have played it and it was great yeah. uh, the, there's a couple people that I thought were like actually like standouts in it it was him I really like Meg Foster's Eva Lynn I thought she was yeah. great yeah. um and even Courtney, Courtney Cox was good in the role she had like she was fine yeah. um she was and oh I like the um the police chief too I I, I like oh. that character that guy is a character actor yeah, uh, his name's escaping me. I think I have it here. Um, he's in every. He's in everything in the eighties. Now I can't remember. Like I was trying to, I should have looked a little bit deeper into what he had done. Do you, can you look him up? It's James uh, Tolkan. So it's T O L K A N. He was okay, uh, Detective else? Hugh Lubick. I don't know what else he's been in, but he was. He's he's one of those guys you've seen in a lot of different things, and he usually plays a cop or somebody kind of like. Yeah like angry at the world but he, i like him i thought he was he was actually kind of he he had fun with it he actually had like a bit of tongue-in-cheek sort of like performance of, of this yes and uh it, it was it was fun like i thought he was a lot of fun in it so i agree i agree i think it was the direction of the movie that made it bad because there were some standout performances like they're they're people the they did they seem seem to bring their a game to this to yeah. this project even though it was kind of a garbage project it, yeah, they yeah. Did, you know and i think that's the only thing that saves it and i think that's probably part of what makes it a cult favorite is that th these particular characters are fun to watch um so at least there's that because <laughs> yeah don't, it's so don't... it's so ridiculous that it's like the whole movie is so ridiculous i can yeah. see why it had a, a cult status but, um, but i'm out of hits by the way that was my last hit for this okay so. well i've got a, i've got a couple more okay. I, got a, I just want to say when we're talking about actors dolph lundgren not a great he-man <laughs> no, i'm gonna get into he-man that's one of my misses i'll, I'll give you okay, that in a second, well, okay but... we'll get there in a minute all right so i'll, I'll uh okay let's talk about a, a miss i've got a couple more hits we'll save we'll save a hits okay okay um so here's my here's here's one of my uh biggest uh, misses okay. like literally this is like my biggest miss of the of the whole thing i am not a fan of movies that are supposed to be like a genre movie like it's like sci-fi or fantasy or something like that that take place in their own universe that somehow make it to earth in present day that's a, have, it's a real trope like, I, I i just i have a problem with that that happens like it happened in like recently in the um 
um, the Smurfs. Remember, they tried to relaunch the Smurfs, and then they ended up in like, New York City and whatever. And in in real world, in the real world, and I just I don't know for some reason. Like if I'm going to see a fan, well, Star Trek did that too. One of the Star Trek movies, they they oh, end yes. up on Earth. They end up back in time on Earth. That's right. Yeah, sort of the fish out of water sort of situation. Um, even is. like um uh. Friday thirteenth when he goes to New York, like it's just like right. I mean it's realistic that he could, but yeah. at the same time it's just a fish out of water sort of story, and that's what it is. But I guess for me, if I'm going to see a fantasy or a sci-fi movie, I want to be immersed in their world, like in in a yeah. world that I've never seen before. I don't need to see He Man in Los Angeles or whatever. <laughs> like that, I was just like, come on, really? Maybe like, in a maybe in a third movie or something, but not like at maybe. the beginning. For me, it's a it's a cheap way to keep the uh, it's it's a way to keep the the movie cheap. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because they don't have to create uh, like two hours worth of another universe if ninety minutes of the movie is just in downtown New York, where they're yeah. shooting location in those places. They save a heap of money by not having to build sets or do use CG or or matte painting in this case or any of those things because they just shoot it at locations that actually exist. I, it's just a cheap way of doing it. And I it ta it takes me out of that whole realm. Like I so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna link this with one of my hits. Okay. Um, so okay, so that was that's the big thing. I hate I just hate that trope, like that whole yeah. fish out of water coming to the real world in our time, wearing the costumes and the outfits that they would wear in their universe. And the hit that I had with this was before they came, before they went through the portal uh and made it to to New York or to Los Angeles, whatever, wherever they were <laughs> in the States, um, the set designs uh in eternia it's eternia right yeah yep. were cool i i thought the place looked actually really cool castle the design of castle grayskull was really cool like it it looked it looked really fantastic like fa fantasy wise it yep. looked really cool and the the sets were huge like in the interiors of, of skeletor's palace and and all that and then the exteriors the matte paintings were really cool like it it felt like that classic 80s sci-fi. And yep. I was like, this is actually going to be pretty cool. I, because I hadn't seen it before, I didn't realize that they go to modern day America mm -hmm. and spend most of the movie there. So for a while, like for the first like 15 minutes of the movie, I was pretty into it. I was like, this is going to be super nostalgic and look really cool. And then all of a sudden, nope. We're in we're in a music store on you know the in Los Angeles downtown Los Angeles and now we're now it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> now it's just, it was, now it's just a bunch of guys who had rented costumes and are parading, <laughs> parading around in their <laughs> in their shoulder pads and their <laughs> suspenders and anyway so yeah so I I love the actual on planet look did not like that they had to come to the states yeah hundred hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going to do a miss, and it is, is like a major one for me, and it's He-Man himself. So there's yeah. there's a lot of things to unpack with He-Man. Yeah. Um, I thought, this is the one thing I don't like about this movie, is that they don't really explain what Eternia is. They don't really, like, fully explain what's special about He-Man. No. Like, they don't, like, he doesn't really seem to have anything going. Like, in the in the cartoon, he's, like, the prince. Yes. And then when he uses the sword, he turns into He-Man, who's, who's, like, super strong and everything. This guy just walks around as He-Man all the time. Yes. And I don't know what's, like, special about him. Like, why He-Man is, like, why Skeletor hates He-Man so much. And why – and they, like, little, like, bits and pieces, but they don't really get into, like, 
why he man's he man like no. why he's why he's so much like more special than man at arms or or like tila or whatever they don't really get into that no. and uh, in fact you probably don't even know who man at arms name was <laughs> no. well, they didn't say it like his name is duncan isn't it isn't it yeah, but it's, yeah, but in the co- in the show, he's man at arms. That's his name. Yeah. He's kind of like the the royal guard, like the main like top royal guard or whatever. And and yeah. Tila's his daughter, but it, and that's not really even brought up till like later in the movie as well. So these yeah. char- there's these characters, and they don't really explain who they are. And He Man's no. just sort of so I don't really care about He Man. Like, what's his powers? Like, is he super strong? Which you kind of see bits and pieces of. Like, but but not really. Like, I mean, he fights, but. Man at Arms was was fighting too, and Courtney Cox was fighting. <laughs> yeah, like there was he nothing was about as strong as Courtney Cox. <laughs> like there was just nothing like really super special about him. Like there was nothing like that was like, oh, this guy's like way more strong, like stronger than everybody else, or like he could do one punch and knock ten guys over at the same time. Like he yeah. just there was nothing about him that was like super special. Like I don't no, know, it, for- it just wasn't explained. The world wasn't explained and set up. It was kind of like you're jumping in, like you know who these characters are. But even at that, He-Man wasn't the He-Man we know from the from the cartoon, so it really made no sense, like why he was so important to to Skeletor. It really didn't, and that's I think that's probably why the box office numbers are the way they are. Because there, if you weren't a fan of the cartoon and didn't know the cartoon, you would have no idea who this guy is, like you said, or care about him. And so word of mouth would have gotten out, like don't bother because you're not gonna you're not gonna care about any of these people yeah and then and they don't really explain who the sorceress is and they don't explain what what her significance is really like it was just he's he knew she had powers of some sort and he had her in a it, like skeletor had her captured because in the co- in the or sorry in the in the tv show and she's much younger in that as well and so it's like just there was some things that were very confusing to me right off the top and also why doesn't he wear a shirt through most of the show like i know he doesn't really in the in the in the other one either but it just like made zero sense in this why he was like running around with no shirt on and everybody well, else has full costumes <laughs> like, yeah. well and this is and this is this goes back to one of that that miss that i had with the the whole the whole crew coming to the states is that nobody not once did anybody even question the way anybody was dressed like no. they were being chased around by the police and the police didn't ever question why this half naked guy with like shoulder pads and and like S and M gear <laughs> is wandering the streets. Like nobody questions it. They look so out of place in the United States, and not a single person says, "Who is that guy? Like why is why are you dressed like?" Or no, and nobody even made an attempt to try to fit in. Like they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, like He Man didn't say, "Oh, we're in a different." I should try to blend in so I don't, so I can. Fake yeah, there was I mean, none of that. It was just sort of like they're just running around as they are, and these like yeah. bounty hunters that are all basically monsters, like Beast Man, and that they're yes. just running around, and no one, no one questions it. Like, I no. mean, they're they're like, or even like blown away by these. Like, it's just so weird. It's yeah. <laughs> it didn't make any sense that no that nobody questioned what why these people were even there. <laughs> <laughs> or even phased by the fact that they were there it was such that didn't make any sense to me at all <laughs> <clears throat> all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you another hit okay okay so we haven't talked about this yet but the whole premise of the of the movie essentially is that billy barty's character uh whose name is uh gwildor gwildor um, he looks literally looks like a like a little hobbit kind of a thing. Like a troll almost or troll. something or like a 
um, is a professional locksmith, for lack of a better term. He actually says that at some point. And he's created this thing called the Cosmic Key, which when you activate it, uh, open up, opens up portals that you can so you can go anywhere in the universe. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Skeletor has one, and he didn't realize that uh, Billy Barty's character, Gwilador, had a second one, um, and he, Skeletor wants it. Um, so anyway, so they they he's created this this cosmic key, and the cosmic key is like a big long cylindrical thing with with like forks on it that spin open and they turn and they do all kinds of, and there's tons of buttons. I thought that thing was cool. <laughs> as a device, it was cool. As like a device, the way they, yeah, yeah. As a I prop, was like, as a prop, as, it was as an actual neat. physical prop because it. it like it was a mechanical device. Like it was a it wasn't CG. It was a real mechanical device that they created that had all these spinning um, fork like devices in layers up and down it, and then all these little buttons on it. And then the buttons also made music. And I didn't really understand this part of it, but when you press these buttons in random orders, it sounds like a synthesizer, um, which plays into it a little later. And I I don't understand why it had to make music, but anyway. But the device itself was really cool. Like if if somebody created one of those that was for sale, I'd probably buy one. That <laughs> it was a really cool prop is what I'm saying essentially. Yeah. Um, and I liked every time they used it. I I found it really cool to watch. So that kept me intrigued because I liked seeing the cosmic key do its little <laughs> open up and spin and make synthesizer sounds and and lights and. I just thought I thought it was pretty. Plus, it had a, a, a shoulder strap, so you could like toss it over your shoulder. Oh and God! <laughs> See, I had that as a I had that as a miss. Not the key itself, but okay. the, just the, I thought the plot was lame. Like I thought oh, this whole yeah. like like it's like which Skeletor? Why, why does he need both the keys? And yeah. then he gets them, and then they beat him. It's like it's like as they, as they say, it's like they easy to defeat, barely an inconvenience. Like he was like, but he, like he was like super powerful. Like his whole costume changed when he yeah. got them. He all of a sudden became like. But the thing is, he didn't even know the second one existed. Like no. he didn't know this was like going to do this. And no. then, and, and and actually, there's a goof in it. I found like I read this that when they when they have the key originally, when they first meet Billy Barty, and he has the key, and then they they escape and like hide. Um, yeah. The guys come in and go. They they're like, go look for the key. They didn't know about the key yet because Skeletor oh. didn't know about it. But they're <laughs> they're looking for the key, but they didn't even know it existed. So it was like. <laughs> Like the henchman awesome. didn't know, because like, yeah. Skeletor told them about it because he didn't even know what existed. <laughs> but they were like <laughs> looking for it specifically, like so there was some sort of mix up in that scene. I don't know what happened there, but I don't know um, that that whole idea was really convoluted. I don't, I don't understand. You're right. I don't understand why he needed two keys. He already had one, so he could go wherever he wanted in the universe. I, I, I don't know. And then, like you said, when he had both keys together, he became like Golden Skeletor. Like literally, yeah. he had like horns on his head. He could like shoot lasers out of his eyes. But, but but they defeated him in like two seconds. Like it wasn't even like yeah. anything to defeat him. But but how would you're right? Like how would he possibly have known that that was what was going to happen when he got both keys? Because this uh, Gwilador, uh Billy Barty, just made them in his little hovel. Like he lived in like a little hobbit hole, and <laughs> and he just created them in his little workshop there. Like they weren't like this legendary 
like if they had been around for like eons, like do you know what I mean? And then, like, and then lost in some battle yes. or something. And yeah. yeah, so there was some prophecy about if you got both keys together, you'd be like the most invincible thing in the in the universe. No. That would have been something. But literally, Billy Barty just made them on his on his bench in his workshop, and then just happened to have a second one. And and why would Billy Barty make two? products or two devices that when you put them together you become evil like why would he have done that <laughs> it, it made it, it just made no sense like it was no. just like i'm like, like what is happening in this they were literally just keys like that's what they were he was a locksmith they were keys so that you could unlock a portal to a different dimension why do you why would you put two t keys together and then become like this like super being. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going on half the time know, in that movie. I, I really didn't know. I don't know. But all I could tell you was the actual prop is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really Thank like God. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> okay, what what do you what have you got? You got I got more? one more miss. All right. And then and then I'm done. Um I found the battles in this. So there's a bunch of battles and a bunch of times when like the bad guys have to fight the good guys and and the like the air centurions are fighting them and, and whoever it is. The battles were all super clunky. Like every yes. battle was weird. And it almost looked like they're like told the actors, okay, hide behind this and yeah. you're just shooting, but yeah. you're not going to see what you're shooting at. You're just going to no. shoot. And yeah. half the time they looked like totally like they weren't into it. Like uh, <laughs> Tila at one point is just sort of like barely using her gun and just sort of like, <laughs> Like, like pretending to shoot, but not even like, 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 we're all, like, like she's re in a real battle. She's just sitting there going, boop, boop, boop. Like, he's just like, <laughs> and they're like, like, they didn't look like they were even like part of any of the, like, they just look like they're in a different movie fighting. Like, yeah. it, everything was just so clunky looking and it didn't look very, like, well, like, choreographed and, and people were bumping into each other and falling and like over other people. And it was just terrible. Like, yes. it was. It was. It was the the fight. I mean, that should have been a big part of the movie because it there was a lot of fighting in there, and it was just boring. <laughs> like it yeah. was just. It just like, looked like like sometimes they were isolated from the like like they shot it later. Like so, we'll just have you hiding behind these pillars and shooting. You know, yeah. Like, but they're not actually shooting at the same time. Like it's <laughs> like it's just a different scene. Like yeah. I don't know. It was like like the chore the choreography and these fight scenes were terrible. Like it was yeah. just. It, it was just a bunch of people. I think at one point when someone, one of these centurions fell over another one, like, like it was just yeah. like, they just didn't know where they were. I don't know how well they could see out of those masks. Like they were just sort of like running around. I don't think they could at all. No, <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. I've only got one more. This okay. is it. This is it for me. And, and it, interestingly enough, it's very similar to a miss that we had in our last show. when we were talking about Mac and me okay. uh, where right at the very end of the movie, they put up a like before the movie even finished they put up a mac will be back or will be mac oh, will God. return notification to let you know that there's a sequel coming they did the same thing with this after there was a post credit scene i don't know if you watched did you watch right to the end yeah i saw it yeah I saw okay it. so they, right at the end at the very end after skeletor had plummeted down this ventilation shaft like like the empire the emperor did <laughs> at the end of the credits there's a pool of liquid and he comes up through the liquid. You see his head and he says something like, I'll be back. <laughs> or like literally, like I will return. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Implying that they're stay tuned, there's gonna be a sequel coming. Not realizing. Like it's 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 just a cocky move. <laughs> just making the assumption that 
that you're going to have such a beloved movie that people are going to want yeah. a sequel. You know, I mean, don't do that with a brand new franchise that you haven't tested the waters with yet until you see what the audience does and then announce a sequel. But don't like put J- it in the movie. <laughs> like James Bond can do that. Like James Bond yes. will be back or return because yes. we, we know he will. Like, because he's like, That's it's right. a it's a beloved franchise. This well, was yeah. like barely made it through the movie. Like if I would have edited this and thought, Oh my God, like I can't put this at the end. Like this yes. scene cannot exist. Like, no, well, and even Bond, like I don't think that they they did the Bond will return for the first few movies. Like I don't think it no, was it wasn't until later. Yeah. So you you don't do that in the very first of a of a movie like this. But because once it's in the movie, it's in there for all time. So now, yeah. you know, all these years later, we're still saying we're still seeing that Skeletor's coming back. And yeah. So it's the same thing that Mac and me did. It's it's the curse of it's the curse of the the assumed sequel. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently I read that the sequel is supposed to be called Master of the Universe 2 Revenge of, of the Beast. That was supposed to be, really? and it just never it never happened. I don't know if the script was written, but it just never went anywhere. And that was no. it at the end. Um well, the, it, lost, uh, it lost millions of dollars and it was a terrible I, movie. And I heard like the I think it was Canon that put put this out. Like it yes. actually went under after this movie, and it was some <laughs> another movie they put out as well. I know I shouldn't be laughing at that, but there was another movie that came out the Super like Superman Four, yeah, like the, the Quest for Peace or whatever that bombed oh, yes. as well. So I think it was because of all those, like it it just couldn't, like it just yeah. bombed. See, they so. they cursed themselves by by making the assumption that they will be back for another sequel. If they just hadn't done that, it would have been fine. Just quietly, yeah, people would have quietly forgotten about the movie and moved on and everything. But but there was. Everybody's like, oh man, they're coming back again. I'm out. I don't want to see any more canon movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I could we could go on go on and on about oh yeah. It has movie. to be seen to be believed, I think. But yeah. The, uh, well, the- before you if you do want to see this movie, it is running for free on Tubi. That's yeah. where we that's where we watched it. So you can watch it for free. Um, and it's the whole thing is there, so you don't have to. You don't even have to pay for it. Just download the free Tubi app, and there you go. You, you really should see it if you haven't, because it it's quite something. <laughs> yeah, like, do you think this stands up? I don't think it ever. Well, no. Okay, so here's. I don't know. It doesn't stand up if for people who have never seen it before, it won't stand up. But I honestly think that if I had seen this movie in 1988 when I was like 17 years old, I might have thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, because the special effects were, you know, for its time, they were what they were, I guess. I mean, they weren't great. I mean, the abyss came out one year later and the special effects were infinitely better, <laughs> but yeah. it was, it was still kind of a cool, like when you're a, a teenager in the eighties, I, I feel like it could have been a, a cool movie. So it probably would stand up for people who grew up with it, you know, and who loved it back in the day. But if you haven't seen it before and this is your first time, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if it like it stands up. I mean, it's it's interesting to watch. It's like an interesting like like what not to do from like another property, like how to make a movie. Yeah. Like, and and I find a lot of movies made based on cartoons just don't work. Like GI Joe is a good example. Like it's just you, they try and it's like and sometimes it's like they kind of do okay, but this one was just one that just wasn't good. Um, yeah. a couple things that were like. I, I think Mattel also got really involved in this movie and kind of ruined some of it as well. Like they, like he man, it wasn't supposed to do anything but good things. Like he couldn't right. like kill anybody. He could, you know, the things that you would have as a, if if that's your toy line. Yeah. Um, the uh, but I think the only 
reasons to see this again is, is Skeletor. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of neat seeing, yeah, and Billy Barty. It's kind of neat seeing Courtney Cox in a movie yeah. before Friends. Like, if yeah. it, that's like, it's neat to see people like, like, in, a, in like Jennifer early... Anderson and like Leprechaun, Lepre- you know, yeah. before they became big stars. So, for yeah. that purpose alone, it's kind of neat to see, like, but I like as far uh, as an actual movie, it's it's kind of garbagey. <laughs> yes, um, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember hearing even one time by the power of Grayskull. He says he says he says I have the power. I have the power. He says yeah. I have the power, but I don't think he ever I don't think they ever said by the power of Grayskull. Do did they? No, I don't know. They and didn't. Then they, and then and they didn't they never did explain why he picked up the sword and it had powers anyways. Like oh. that wasn't really like part of anything. So oh. Sorry, I, I should have talked about that earlier, but I just wanted to clarify. So if you're tuning it in, tuning it in to see the by the power of Grayskull, you're not going to hear that. You're not <laughs> going to see like like Battle Cat. You're not going to see Oracle. Uh, Oracle. You're not going to see half half the characters from He Man aren't in this. Like it's very it's very limited of the characters that you'll see. But I, I understand why they wouldn't want to put too many in. But at least try to make them look like the characters, like as best you can. Like well, at the very least. I was really, I honestly thought because when I heard that Billy Barty was in here, I thought he was going to be Orko. That's what like, I thought too. Oh, but cool. maybe like he has a similar voice. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. He's going to be Orko. But then thinking about it in 1988, he would have had to float around. Yeah, they wouldn't build it. I don't know how they would have done that without like chroma keying him in every scene. I, I'm pretty safe to say they wouldn't have been able to do that based nah, on this movie. <laughs> no. Not, which is unfortunate, but based on only that scene where he's on the flying, there's a scene where he's on a like a, um, I don't know what that is, like a, it's like a hovercraft or something yeah. or like a stand up hover thing, and it was so badly chroma keyed, I was like, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, so not, we'll, a good, not a good movie. No, we'll put that behind us. We've seen it, and it's been seen, and yes. it's uh, it, it exists. <laughs> So That's if right. you want to see it. So <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for watching this episode or listening to this episode. Again, yeah. check out our socials and uh, we'll see you uh, hopefully another oh. episode this month. We've got, the, go we've got our next one is our big holiday special. We've got a yep. pretty fun thing coming up. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Yeah, we got, we got something set up for that too. So thank you for listening or watching and we'll see you next time on Loop and Larry, Guardians of Geek. Bye-bye. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.